Hey, cool dude, can I play too? Uh, uh, it's only a one-player game. Then how come it says second-player score? You're listening to the Second Player Speaks podcast with Nerdpunk's Second Player Score. Okay, so here we are with another episode of Second Player Speaks, the official podcast of Second Player Score. And we have Kyle and Dan and I'm Brian. And uh, we just had a, a pretty cool interview last week on uh, uh, Punky's Mixtape, which is a thing everybody should check out. It's on uh, Twitch and YouTube. It's like this guy from, he's from the East Coast, right? And he does uh, like- I think uh, Maine. Yeah, Maine. And um, he does like all kinds of cool interviews and features and stuff on- Everything like with music and nerd culture, and uh, we were the guests on uh, uh, on his on his show and Halloween episode. Yeah, Halloween episode, and you know, so it's it's. I think he breaks it out into like you know um, each segment with you know each different guest, and so we had we had our own segment. It was like mm-hmm. an hour mm-hmm. long, uh, and it turned out pretty cool. Uh, so yeah, it's on it's on YouTube. Just go, just look up Punky's mixtape. And uh, and you'll find it there. It's also on Twitch. How do you find things on Twitch? Just look it up same um, way, or like for us, it's like a twitch.tv slash second player score. So I'm guessing it's like twitch.tv slash punkies mixtape. Ah, okay. I'm guessing. I'm, I'm still learning the ins and outs of what Twitch actually yeah. is. And like, they have yeah. they have just if you get on Twitch, there's like the basic like search. You can just search by channel. Okay. So you, if you put punk, punkies mixtape. His would come up as a selection. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Oh, and speaking of Twitch, we are doing Twitch stuff now. Uh, for those of you who are into that kind of thing, Dan is going to be our resident uh, Twitcher. Do they? Is that what it's called? I don't know what it's called. Twitchy, <laughs> tweaker. And I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's, he, he's he already had, he did one test stream where he was playing. Um, uh, what, what was the game? Oh, the first one was Double Kick Heroes. Just to see what works, what doesn't. I mean, because. The stream from an Xbox, you can do it from just a USB port. So I'm like, okay, this makes everything so much easier. There's no computer interface. There's no OBS. There's no capture card or all that other crap. You just plug it in and go. Mm-hmm. So it's trial and error to see how many ports work. Like I had to use a wired controller because that's better. I didn't use a wired controller last time. There was an audio lag. So I was like, okay, you know, trial and error. But yeah, it's still fun. Like. I like to troubleshoot, so it's right up my alley. Cool. Yeah, no, I think it turned out good. So, yeah, if you want to watch Dan play some video games, he'll, he'll be doing that on Twitch uh, under the second player score name. So, okay, anyway, uh, as you know, we talk about every week, we talk about a pop punk band and we talk about pop culture and we talk about and drink beer. So, uh, the band that we're talking about this week is uh, Way to Fall from i think this is our first international band that is not from either canada or japan this is uh, they're from the or philippines the or the uk or the yeah. uk yeah this is they're from the philippines pop punk band uh and so i'm i'm interested in hearing how you came across this band well first of all the philippines thing was news to me oh, uh, was it well because there is a way to fall band in the states from lansing michigan i saw yeah. that yeah so uh i had just assumed it was them um and when I actually went to go check them out, I'm like, this logo doesn't look right. <laughs> so, uh-huh. so I went and I, I went and I found like, oh, there's another way to fall. Okay. So I went and that was, th- that was them. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was just really impressed. So I found them on a, uh, um, just a, a playlist someone had. 
on um, one of the pop punk groups Spotify playlist, mm-hmm. and uh, so I was just going through, and I I heard one of their songs and and uh, was interested, so I went to check them out further, and um, wh- what was his song? The friend zone song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the, that's what I I play the that on my show mm. because I mean just the name alone. Oh yeah, I recognize I, that right, track. Yeah, you, yeah. Know, you just have to have that. You know, I mean, we made our own friend zone song like way back when, right? And uh, so uh, I put that on there. I really really liked the sound and and so that's how I kind of ended up coming to like way to fall. And um, yes, I. I I, I think that after a few listens, it was obvious that they needed to be on the podcast. Cool. Yeah, no, they, they sound good. I like them. So. Yeah, I wish they had more songs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like after the whole pl- this played through, and like this other random stuff popped up. I'm like, wait, this is only like a dozen, so- like less than a dozen songs. Like, what happened? <laughs> like, record more, please. Yeah, they, uh, yeah, what they have just like the one EP out. But, uh, you know, I, I mean, like everything else. They will. We started out with just one album, so I'm sure that they'll have more coming. I mean, they're really good. I mean, mm-hmm. really good. Mm-hmm. I think they um, they really embody that uh, like early 2000s sound really well, mm. really well. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, you would not be able to tell that these guys weren't just a bunch of skater kids from Southern California mm-hmm. uh, belting it out. Sure, you know? yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it's just right in line with with everything that I would already be listening to. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't see why these guys can't uh, can't find themselves some success with this. Yeah. They do real. I mean, it's fantastic music. And it made me think about uh, Filipino food, which I really miss. Yeah, like, as soon as you said, I, look, in the when we first talked about this, it was during your uh, getting squatchy chat. And they're yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah, they're from the Philippines. And I'm like, oh, dude, I know a food cart down the street that has like pork adobo right now. Is there is there one? A cart? Gresham, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. And, and they deliver on like Uber oh, Eats or something. Oh, dude, it's horrible. I'm so jealous. It's horrible, though. I mean, like when you get that gelatinous fatty part and you're like, oh, this is so not good for me, but you can't stop. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah I miss all that stuff. Like, uh, adobo, pancit, um, even like lumpia, you know. Just, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like. Winco has lumpia kind of stuff, but you're like, eh, it's not really, it, it's Winco, you mm. know, so it's, <laughs> right. it's not exactly there, but you're like, it, it'll work in a pinch. Yeah. You know, but like, the food cart by your place, they have all, they have yeah, all Yeah, they the have this little Gresham food cart central, like right by, uh, was it Gleason in 200 something, something right around there. Cool. Well, I know. I want, oh, I want some now. Now you're going to have to go <laughs> after we talked about it. I know. Jeez. I guess we know uh, your route home tonight. <laughs> if they're open on a Sunday, I don't know. That's right. the food cart. You know, it's like if they True. feel like showing up that day, then they are. True. So it's, True. it's very hit or miss. <laughs> so, but yeah, I, I was uh, I was really digging uh, what I what I heard from these guys. And, and um, you know, if you delve just a little bit further, there's actually pop punks like fairly popular in the Philippines. Mm. You know, I'm I mean, sure. So yeah. there's a definitely an audience for that there so uh anyway yeah i was really glad to run across them uh they have the one ep it's called homebound and uh yeah so my favorite song is slow down it's friend zone yeah i like dead in town 
But uh, that yeah. was a good one. I mean, all of the songs were good. Uh, the fifth song is a real good, like, ballady one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the first four, they're all just like really super energetic. I think that's what I liked so much about them. Yeah. Is like, I mean, that's, I think that's what draws me to pop punk anyway, is just, you know, usually the high energy aspect of it. I mean, it just makes you like feel good just because you're like, you want to get up and move and whatever. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I think they really do such a great job. The energy in their music is really, really good. Makes you just want to like jump around and, and get crazy. So. Yeah, yeah. And did you notice that they have, they also have the little metal riffs sprinkled in here and there? Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, did yeah. you hear that double kick flares? And like, yeah. I'm like, oh, dude, they're metalheads too. Yeah. Uh, like we talked about, like, was it last week, I think, when we mentioned, or the week before, one, one of the weeks before where we oh, yeah, yeah. mentioned that a lot of pop punk people are probably closet uh, metal heads <laughs> like like us yes so, yeah. i do believe that uh metal is is uh part an ingredient in most uh pop punk bands to some degree mm-hmm. well it's like if you take metal and like put it in a major key you almost get pop punk anyway <laughs> i mean it's go. like just still talking about angst and pissed offness and like you know just, right, yeah. and they still have double kick so <laughs> i mean there you go <laughs> Although I will say, and I, I've said it on air on my show, and, and I'll say it here, I think one of the other things that I like so much about pop punk is the incredibly, uh, I guess, uh, um, perfect use of cussing in uh, pop punk. Uh, you know, the, the fucks and the shits and the, all that shit. Uh, it it's all well used. It it's all it's all got a point to it, and uh, it all elicits the proper emotion. So it's not gratuitous. It's just yeah, like it's used at, at the proper time. Yeah, and yeah. It's yeah. not just someone like rattling off all like fuck this and this is shit <laughs> and blah blah. Right, right. No, I mean it elicits. It has a purpose. It elicits a, an emotion, and uh, I just fucking love it. Mm-hmm. Like I like that about pop punk. You know, it's like you almost feel like. Well, I should. I probably shouldn't bleep this because it's just wrong. Mm. It's just wrong. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. they got bands like Blink that made almost a career out of potty humor, and then no one's really <laughs> filled that <laughs> void. <laughs> you know? Oh, dude, those guys <laughs> made an art out of that stuff. <laughs> okay, so way to fall from the Philippines. Check them out. Maybe eat some Filipino food while you're listening to them. I don't know. That's what I wanted to do. <laughs> oh yes. But uh, yeah, check check <laughs> those guys out for sure. Um, so anyway, so I think uh, we. Uh, touch on a topic for pop culture last week when we were talking about uh, Doki Doki Literature Club and uh, I think you know Kyle talking about that game was bringing all these other ideas to Kyle's mind about uh, video games that are based on horror movies or horror movies that are based on video games or kind of that kind of thing so I guess we're just talking about that in general um, and I'm, I think you have a lot of ideas uh, things to say so I'm just going to step back and let you go okay well uh, so Fatal Frame was, I think, my favorite game in the horror genre so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was I, a good I, one. I'm sure there's others that if I played them, I would like better. But mm-hmm. uh, Fatal Frame was awesome. Like, you know, I, of course, I love, the, I love Asian horror. Uh, it's scary as hell. Um, and, and like, like when they talk about, like, a house, like, uh, and I think... Fatal Frame came out right around the same time that, like, The Grudge in that came out. Yes. So, you know, yeah. that that whole kind of theme was very pervasive at the time. Mm. And so, uh, I mean, I jumped right on it. 
And so Bobby and I used to play this like at night and our kids would play it, but uh, they quit playing it at night because like, you know, you'd swear that you would start hearing things <laughs> like, uh, and if they did play it at night, like all the lights had to be turned on and stuff. And, and, and we would play it at night and we were like, no, 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 lights have to be off. So we'd play it with the lights off just to make it that much more creepy. And the kids would literally go to bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, literally. Me too. Yeah. I wouldn't play that during the day. I don't know how you would play that at night. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh no, we even had, uh, so, so when we were, uh, Bobby and I were, uh, you know, we worked at the hospital together, uh, years back. And so when we were still both working there, um, uh, we had some people we worked with that were kind of interested in fatal frame. And we're like, well, we've got, we've got three of them. We've got one, two, and three, you know? And uh, this one guy, he was like, oh, yeah, I'll play them. I want to play them all. We're like, okay. But you got to play them, like, with all the lights out and, like, or, you know, like midnight. You know, then start playing it. Because he's a young kid, so he, I mean, his night is still going strong at midnight. It's okay. not like we're telling him, hey, so right before you go to bed, start playing this. <laughs> you know, right. uh, So we know he's going to, I mean, the, the, he, he's going to be up till like, 3 or 4 in the morning, whatever. And so uh, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, no problem. I can handle it. You know, games aren't going to scare me, blah, blah, blah. Right? He literally came back the next day with the three games, said, take them. <laughs> I don't want them. Because I will never play those again. Oh, wow. yeah, yeah. The thing that got me is that it's, you don't have a weapon, really. Like, you have a camera that's supposed to capture the spirit of the ghost, but they don't show up until they jump scare you. And then yes. they're close enough for you to find them. Yeah. No, that's the thing. Yeah, it's you like don't the most get fucked up version of Pokemon Snap you can think of. <laughs> yeah, you don't Dude. get much, much, uh, much time to to see what's coming your way. Yeah, it's like boom, there it is. Oh shit, myself. Sorry, you know. You know. So that but that was not the first game though. Uh, the first game that we had that was mm-hmm. on the horror level, and uh, I don't know that a lot of people know what this one is, but um, we had a GameCube uh, when that came out, mm-hmm. and there was a game called Eternal Darkness. And it hmm. was amazing. Uh, whoever whoever put this together was like really doing their homework. Um, they put all kinds of weird stuff in there because not only did you have a health meter, you had a sanity meter. Hmm. If your sanity meter got too low, because there was a lot of weird shit going on in there. I mean, it was scary, hmm. you know. And um, your sanity meter would get low. And the first few times, you wouldn't realize it, but like weird shit would start happening on the screen. Well, it it had nothing to do with the game. Um, it was literally them making you think you were going insane, not your character. You know, we had one time where <laughs> the first thing that happened was we got the blue screen of death, right? Oh, we're yeah, like, yeah. oh shit! You know what happened to this game? You know, and you're like, you're fucking around with it and everything. You know, what's going? And then all of a sudden, it's back, and you're like oh okay and then another time your sanity starts getting lower and lower and lower and then all of a sudden like you see this bug and you're like what the fuck i mean it looks like there is a fly on the screen Mm -hmm. and then there's another bug walking around on your screen and you're like son of a bitch so you go up to like smack the bug off the off the screen and then all by about that point all these other bugs 
come onto the screen. <laughs> and you're mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. oh, shit. Oh, fucking hey, My sanity's gone. You know? right, right. But they had all kinds of this stuff. And, you know, you'd hear, like, all the voices in your head, you know, talking to the character. Like, you know, all these whispery, like, voices telling him weird shit, you know, as he would start, like, getting more insane and more insane and mm-hmm. and uh but yeah it that was that was an aspect of the game that was so awesome because it, it like really kind of got you on edge mm-hmm. and made you uneasy yeah you yeah. know so yeah i those for me were like the two best uh there was always this hint uh, i can't remember what it was it was going to be eternal something and that was supposed to be the follow-up but whoever the guy was that designed the game and the company that put it you know that supported him in putting it together uh got in a huge argument and there was never a follow-up to it but i think the follow-up would have been fucking amazing hmm. nice. well l- let me ask you this like what what do you find scarier uh, like horror video games or horror movies in general um huh I would have to say probably at least from the video games I've played, the video games. That's because that's what I've heard. Like I, I don't, I, I have limited experience in this, but I've heard from you know fans of the games and and the, and the movies that the games are actually scarier for some reason. I, maybe it's because you're actually kind of in it. You're, yeah, you're doing. I think it, so. Yeah, I, you are. you you're attached to it at a deeper level than just watching yeah, a movie. Yeah, you're more heavily invested mm-hmm. in it. So. Yeah, because yeah, now you have to open the door with the weird shit behind it in order to progress. Yeah. You can scream at the TV all you like, but you actually have to do it. Yeah. And then you like, get you, that haptic you can't, feedback. You, you can't know, look like, away. You can't go yeah. back because you're actually doing it. You're the, the one doing shaking. it. shaking. I mean, there's other aspects going on. I mean, like, there's even now, like, haptic vests that vibrate in certain areas when someone's tapping on your shoulder i mean it's, it's getting insane yeah that was uh, <laughs> i think that was the the greatest thing for um uh the horror games was the vibrating controller mm-hmm. oh dude like <laughs> and you're like you're just you're so focused on this thing that you know it's coming and you're waiting, and you mm-hmm. get not only the jump scare, but the buzz in your hands at the same time. Holy shit, man. <laughs> well, I've had a couple yeah. of times, I swear, I've like, launched the controller across the room <laughs> and shit. Or like you're watching the cutscene, you put the controller on the table, and then it goes off. Oh, and it's dude. like, you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> 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 so what about you? Like, What, what, game, what horror games? Oh, it you? started, well, Fatal Frame was definitely one of them. Then I was kind of like, okay, I need to brace myself for this. And then I, right around the same time, I think it was like late 2004-ish, was kind of, there was this game called The Suffering. And it's a, you're, you're like this inmate that goes insane and has these blackouts. But during these blackouts, you have like in superhuman strength and you turn into this weird looking resident evil nemesis looking monster stuff, but it's all in your head. Mm. but by the time this monster goes away everyone's in body parts and you're in the guards are like holy shit he did that with his hands blah 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 it's like the whole story is like you killed your wife and your kids now you're here and then this clive barker-esque world just pops up i mean Hmm. it's it's like the mutilated bodies kind of thing where like people that suffered from like it's, it's a prison so lethal injections they have like death like death clouds all around them and they have needles sticking out of their face and like they they (laughs) jump on your neck and stab you in the neck with needles kind of Uh stuff you know so and like and according like to how you play the game you either are the crazy monster at the end or you help the guards and you get a good ending and that that that's kind of like the first introduction of multiple endings for me Mm. but those clive barker looking monsters like this is my first survival horror kind of thing where it's like every 
bullet counts. I mean, you're not this crazy Mad Max with a shotgun, dude. It's like, no, you have a machete and pills. Good luck. <laughs> Welcome to this yeah. crazy world kind of thing. Uh, you know, now there's the flip side to this, and there's there's movies based upon there's horror movies based mm-hmm. upon horror games, mm-hmm. right? And was it Resident Evil was a game first, right? Oh, then definitely. It was, okay. Yeah. Uh, I never played those. Um, yeah, I, I think was I think we tried once. Uh, it just was not my thing. Uh, you know the the other one that was not my thing as a game was Silent Hill, but mm-hmm. I love the movies. That was pretty close uh, yeah. to the actual gameplay. Yeah. No, I mean, I just liked watching it better than playing it. Uh, I, I think I would like to watch somebody else play it, but I'm just kind of that way anyway. I, I just don't like to play the games as much as I just wa- like to watch somebody that's really good at it. Mm. Um, and uh, so I, we saw, I think, the first and the third Silent Hills to this point. I, I haven't seen the second one so i need to check that out but uh those were for me they were really great i think i there's some people i have talked to that were kind of not like big fans of the they were big fans of the game but not the movies Mm. i don't know i guess um i mean there were maybe some parts in the first one like i thought the third one was fantastic i could see where people might not have liked the first one quite as much but I thought for whatever they thought it lacked, just the imagery alone was amazing enough to hold that movie up. Mm. Um, I mean, it is just amazing just to watch. And it's just it's just creepy the whole goddamn time. I mean, the whole time you're just like, oh, I'm so uncomfortable. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and, then, and then every time, it gets me every time, the fucking nurses, man. Oh, dude, those things mm-hmm. are just the creepiest things. Their movements alone are just... Ugh. <laughs> and then the sounds that go along with it and then the fact that they react to your movements so the the, the mere act of trying to escape is what's probably going to end up killing you because <laughs> you can't keep your ass still uh-huh, you know uh-huh. anyway so but that I, I think that's that's for me is probably the favorite crossover um, I never really got into Resident Evil very much I mean, it was okay. I just was not a. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan. Resident Evil is a hard game too. And then there was like, uh, like was a it? Really they hard tried game. to do Doom with The Rock. That was I. Eh, it was okay. You know, I think there were a couple others, but eh, I I, I definitely like Silent Hill the best. But uh, I I did hear, although it's not horror, it'll probably be more comedy. But I did hear that um, uh, they're going to be making a uh, Duke Nukem movie. Uh, yeah, I think John Cena. John, John Cena, which I don't understand why you would put that guy in a movie. I mean, who's going to see him? Right? Who's going to see him? Can't see me. Can't see me. You guys ever watch wrestling, John Cena? No, I I stopped no? wrestling after oh. my wrestling days were in the eighties. So that's mine were the well, early nineties. Yeah, 90s. mine too. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I I just know John Cena for whatever reason. I mean, I did keep up like a little bit you know, for a while with some of the newer stuff. But I just remember him. So John Cena would like run. He'd, he'd throw his fingers in front of, front of his eyes and be like, can't see me. You know, that was a big fucking joke. <laughs> right. Is that like, you couldn't see him. I don't know where that came from. I kind of came in halfway on that whole thing. Uh-huh. Uh, but that's just always the thing. Every time I just, someone's like John Cena's in something. It's like, dude, 
How can you no see one, him? No wonder we were like sitting here, like, like looking at you, like I know. Uh, I knew you guys were into wrestling, <laughs> like, so I just, I guess, I just assumed you were, uh, you know, even yeah, into the current stuff. No, no. Uh, but, nah, I mean, I was like back in the Stone Cold. We may like mankind, Jake the Snake. We may have to, days. we may have to make that a topic for another time. So, dude, wrestling. no kidding. I need to find out what the whole like. Uh, I need to find out the story. Like, how did that come to be? Because, I mean, yeah, that All was right. his thing for a long time. All right. So, beer. I got the beer this week, and it is uh, from Iron Horse Brewery, and it is the uh, Cozy Sweater Vanilla Milk Stout, because last week we had a, uh, a chocolate porter, so now we have the opposite. We have a vanilla stout. Well, I don't know if that's an opposite, but vanilla stout uh, from Iron Horse, and it's uh, uh, 5% alcohol, and it's, um, it says it's like getting a hug from grandma. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> But these are pretty, yeah. These are pretty cool cans. There's a guy wearing a uh, you know ugly Christmas sweater with a skull and crossbones on it, and Grandma knitting, knitting oh, the uh, the she's sleeve. Actively like sewing it. I mean, yeah. she's actually knitting it. As and he's he looks it. like he's had probably about five of these beers <laughs> and is looking dejected. Yeah, his Grandma yeah. looks exactly like a golden girl. Yeah, yeah, she does. Right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, this is uh, this is cool. Like I, I, you know, I was. I figured I was gonna get the beer this week, and I saw this in the, at the store, and figured I'd pick it up. And I like the cans; they're like this uh, kind of this matte yeah, finish. Matte finish, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, it's kind of cool instead of instead of the glossy. But I don't know what do you guys think of this. Uh, I think it's fantastic, and um, their description is spot on. It's like this dark, chocolatey stout is stitched together with lactose and vanilla to keep your taste buds warm and snuggly, and that's exactly how I feel. Uh, it is good. And do you know what the lactose is for? No. Tell us. It is, n- it is uh, non-fermentable. So it uh, leaves a little bit of sweetness. Oh. Um, whereas, you know, you would just get bitterness from the chocolate. Mm-hmm. Now you get just that little touch of sweetness okay. uh, that you wouldn't get because they don't they can't ferment out the lactose sugars. So this is not good if you're lactose intolerant then, right? They're... Uh, well, I guess it would just depend on your severity. Mm. Uh, I don't think there's a lot in here. Mm. It's just enough just, just to give a little bit of sugar in it. Okay. Just to yeah, give a little that, sweetness. Is that where that vanilla is coming from? The lactose? No. I mean, they would have added the vanilla. From? How no. do they get the vanilla? T- what's the best way to get the vanilla taste in there? Uh, vanilla beans. The actual beans? Not like just the, like some, like the syrup or whatever? Or? <laughs> um, no, you could do that too. Mm. Um, <laughs> the problem with the syrups, though, is that, of course, now you're adding more sugar into it. So yeah. um, now you create more more alcohol, which, I mean, isn't a problem. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just it's it's less controlled. Now, that's another way um, to, to do a little sweetness because usually the sugar that they use is sucrose for the syrups. Mm-hmm. And sucrose is only... 85% fermentable, so there is some residual that doesn't get fermented, uh, but I think you need a lot more, mm. so probably, and so there, uh, you just have better control over the vanilla flavor when you just use maybe either just like flavoring or um, an actual bean. I've used, I've pretty much just used the actual bean is, in the Is past. there a thing called vanilla nibs? Because last week we had chocolate nibs. Is there a thing no. called? Okay, just wondering. No, but uh, the cool thing is that, I mean, you you just get the one bean, you don't throw it out. You just keep it 
throw it in your freezer and then use it in the next batch. Okay. You can use a bean over and over again. Really? Oh, yeah. There's so much flavor in those things. Oh. Yeah. So I did not know that. Actually, I actually have extract uh, extracting at my house right now. Oh, no way. Yeah. I've got, I went and got one of those big, huge bottles of uh, the uh, Kirkland vodka, Uh which I I believe at the time it was Grey Goose. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just basically a Grey Goose knockoff. Mm. So it was like this huge bottle for like 25 bucks. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just got a bunch of vanilla beans and some uh, mason jars and made vanilla extract. So uh, we're about six months into it. Wow. So we'll see in another six what are, months. What are the plans for that? What are you going to use it for? Uh, I, baking. Chugging. Uh, <laughs> well, no, no, no. Beer? Baking beer, yeah. Uh, yeah, whatever we'd use. Does any of the Does any of the nobody's hero recipes involve vanilla? Or? Um, I believe hooked. I have used vanilla in it in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I, you know, what I found is really good use for vanilla is in uh, any of the chocolate beers, which I haven't made yet for the nobody's hero line. But, I mean, we do have openings still. I have, like, two or three beers I still have to, like, decide on Mm -hmm. for the Nobody's Hero line. So, let's say one of them just happens to be a chocolate stout. Uh, What I found is that you can actually uh, strengthen the chocolate flavor by adding a little bit of vanilla to it. Yeah, it really makes the chocolate stand out big, like big. And you don't really notice the vanilla unless you add, I mean, enough. But if you just add a little bit... Yeah, it really just brings out that chocolate, like, mm. really super strong. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Little little thing. I, I don't know how I ended up learning. I mean, obviously, I, I put some vanilla in a chocolate stout one time. I just don't know why I did. Mm. But what I noticed was that the chocolate flavor in that one was just so pronounced. It was like, okay. well, that could have been, been the only thing was that I had added the vanilla in. Cool. Yeah, it was a, Interesting how the flavors work together, but uh, these guys, uh, what is it, Iron Horse? Which I've had, I've had something from these guys before that was really good. And yeah. I can't remember what it was. Maybe it was. I think they usually are at the at the Vancouver Brewfest. Mm-hmm. I think we've had stuff there from them. Yeah. Um, but uh, um, yeah, they make good beer, and this this is just delicious. And it's and it's only five percent. Yes, for stout, it's yeah. yeah pretty uh pretty mellow yeah but it's very smooth um god that chocolate flavor is amazing yep god it's so good all right well <laughs> believe it or not i don't this this episode went like all the episodes go by really quickly but i don't know why this this one felt like it went super oh yeah i'll just like waiting <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah as um so this is the end of another episode of second player speaks uh, so we are Second Player Score. We're a band. We make actual music every once in a while. You can check us out on Spotify and Facebook and Instagram and our website, secondplayerscore.com, because we do a whole bunch of other things besides music. We do all this stuff uh, with the podcast and novels and comics and all that kind of cool things. So And it's all tied together. It is. It's all in one big shared universe. As if you watch the Punky's Mixtape interview, you will, you will see. We go more in depth as far as like how we have the whole this whole shared universe and everything is in the same continuity so so check that out and yes. uh and, yeah and it's uh, uh punky's mixtape episode 19 yes we are part of episode 19 yep so there yeah, you go check that out i would check them all out yes but specifically 19 <laughs> with second player score yep
All right, cool. So uh, thank you so much for listening. Go vote. Later. Peace out. You've been listening to the Second Player Speaks podcast with Second Player Score.